This is episode 80 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta from Jump Consulting, and today I have Bill Gelderman with you guys today. You may have heard in the Facebook groups me talk about the Orion test so many times, and I have been waiting to get you on the show, sir, for so long, and I am so excited to bring you to my audience. For those of you who don't know, Bill Gelderman has founded the Steering Group in 1995. He had sought ways to find how to improve the success rates of general quality in hiring. Hiring is a big topic for many of our listeners. Back in the 90s, assessments weren't widely known, so he did a lot of educating. Today, virtually every Fortune 500 company is using assessments as part of their selection or development process. Bill, along with his son, Joe, have been supplying the Orion system since 1996. They specialize with companies supplying in-home services like pet sitters and maid services and home health services. They represent the bulk of the clientele that Bill deals with. The steering group has clients in every single state except for Montana. So if you're listening from Montana, call Bill up because he'd love to say every state. Bill, without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bella. Glad to be here. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead really quick and just fill in those gaps for me. How did you get so excited about this employee background check, for lack of a better word, and really helping employers and being such a service to them? Where does this passion sprout from? Well, it started when I was hiring people myself. And I one year saw that the file of terminated employees was four or five times deeper than the file of current employees. And I realized that while I thought I was good at interviewing and hiring people, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Yeah. So I saw an ad in a trade publication and responded to it and started using it. And it truly changed my whole world. I was now, instead of constantly running ads, interviewing, training, and then repeating that process over and over again, I was actually able to hire the right people the first time, get them trained, get them productive, and be able to spend my time on money-making things as opposed to just going through that grind of constantly retraining people over and over again. Right. Because one of the horrible parts of hiring and interviewing is figuring out if that person on the other side of the desk is lying through their teeth and telling you what you want to hear, or maybe if you're giving away everything that you want to hear. So having a test, and I've actually used your product in my own company. In fact, I challenged your product, Bill. Your product told me not to hire someone, and I did, and I made a big mistake. So I really knew that this podcast alone is going to be one of the most popular ones. I know it because this is such valuable information for anyone that's hiring. So can you give us a brief overview of what the system actually is? I will, and I have to correct you from using the term test. Yes, please do. It's not a test, the survey. When you use the term test, it implies there are right and wrong answers, and there really aren't. Uh -huh. There's 80 questions, and what it's looking at is what is this person's attitude about being supervised? Uh -huh. Can they accept the fact that somebody else is going to tell them what to do? It looks at tardiness and attendance. It examines what's the likelihood of them using drugs at work? 
We don't care if they smoke a joint on the weekend or whatever, but we want to know what's their attitude about using drugs while they're on the job. Then it explores the likelihood of them stealing from you or your client. And in the pet sitting world and the maid service world and the home health world, clients are the easy target. Either there's nobody home or in the case of home health, it's a child or an impaired adult who really can't protect themselves. Then we're looking at what are the prospects for long-term employment? What's the person's attitude about customer service? And what, last but not least, is what is their attitude about safety and risk? And again, because I'm dealing in in-home services, safety and risk is a huge issue. It could be as simple as just driving from Mrs. Smith's to Mrs. Jones' house. And if they behave unsafely and run a stop sign, as soon as the insurance companies find out they were driving for you, their insurance is of no interest to the lawyers at that point. It's all about, I want Bella's insurance. She's got better insurance than Mary. So let's see Bella because the girl is driving on Bella's time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's also just behaving in a way to say for, for the pets in your case, you don't want to subject the pets to being in harsh conditions, being safe in the way they handle the pets as well. Yeah. So supervising, tardy and attendance, stealing, safety and risk. These are all really amazing things that I know a lot of business owners would love to know about the person they're hiring before they hire and before you have to trial and error this yourself. Tell me, how does an employer actually know if they can believe what this report's telling them, Bill? Because like me, they might be like, oh, well, you don't understand. The person in front of me was really awesome. Tell me why and the success rate that you've had with these reports. The reports are 90% accurate. Wow. There is no silver bullet 100% accurate report. It's never been developed and probably never will be. Yeah. But 90% is awfully good. One of the very first things that when you look at the report, it supplies you a validity index. That's telling you, how can I count on this report to be accurate? And the validity index is broken up into three levels, category one, two, and three. 70% of the reports come back level one on validity, which means they're considered low risk in the sense that we can believe what we're about to read, whether it's good or bad. Uh 20% come back marginal, means the person may consciously or subconsciously have answered some of the questions the way they thought you wanted them to. So you can't, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. And then about 10% come back high risk, which means don't believe any of it. It's all garbage. They were lying through their teeth, or for our purposes, they were illiterate. And illiterate for the report is they can't read and comprehend at a seventh or eighth grade reading level, whether it's in English or Spanish. And so that tells you the report is available in Spanish as well. So this report, which I think is so interesting because I think a lot of business owners, when they think about tests, and I know this isn't a test, but that's like the general global thought process here. They're thinking of like personality tests. Like, are you outgoing or are you introvert? You know, and for our listeners, I want you to understand that this is not only testing 
or surveying the things Bill was just saying, which was about supervising, tardy in attendance, if they'll steal safety and risk and other things. But in addition to that, are they BSing you on the test, if I could be quite frank, or if you can actually believe this? And I've never seen anything like that ever. And I just think that's amazing that this test takes it to that extra level of you can believe this and take over face value or you should just, you know, run. So let's go on to why do you call it a survey versus a test? There are 80 questions and you're being assessed on what your feelings are about these 80 questions. And there are statistically valid patterns that emerge from the 80 questions. So that's why there aren't 12 questions. Right? Sure. So when you look at these 80 questions, essentially what we're doing is asking you eight questions 10 different ways. So if at one time you say, well, I feel strongly that this is okay, and then a few minutes later you get the same question again, it's twisted around a little, and you say, oh, no, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no consistency there. So we know, you know, you're trying to play both ends of the scale here. And the word test implies right or wrong. And that becomes threatening to people. If you say, I want you to take a test, then they're going to sit there and think about, okay, I'm going to be scored on how many I get right and how many I get wrong. Yeah. So the survey softens it, makes it less threatening to people. As opposed to saying, I wanted to take a test. That makes total sense. Bill, I love this conversation. I got to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, I want to know about when we should give our candidates this survey. We'll be right back. Are you concerned that accepting credit cards for your pet sitting business is too complicated or too expensive? Well, if you answered yes, I have good news. It's probably because you've not heard of Leaders Merchant Services. Trust me, Leaders Merchant Services makes accepting credit cards super easy and affordable for my business. They work with all kinds of businesses throughout the United States, and they have developed a special rate plan just for pet sitters like us. I know Leaders Merchant Services can help your business. I've even got a dedicated representative to speak to, and he's always happy to share valuable information. Working with Leaders Merchant Services is like having a friend or family member in the credit card processing business. If you want to know more or see how much they can save your business a month, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. So I can personally connect you with my specialist. And I'm back with Bill Gelderman and we are talking all about the Orion survey and it is incredible, you guys. So Bill, continuing on our awesome conversation When in the hiring process should we actually administer the survey? You want to try to give the candidate the survey as early on in the process as possible before they have an opportunity to think you like them. So when you talk to them, if you phone screen them, you never want to use words like good, great, wonderful, terrific. Whatever they tell you, you just say, okay. And you keep your phone screen questions to a minimum that would be basically knockout questions. If they answer the question inappropriately, there's no point in continuing. Once they've answered those, then invite them in to begin a process. I wouldn't even invite them in for an interview. I would say, you know, let's schedule a time to come in to begin the process. Because if you invite them in for an interview and then you run an Orion on them and you see that they look like they're axe murderers, 
you're going to feel obliged to have to sit down and interview them because you invited them in for an interview. Right. So rather than that, just say, come in and start the process. Then you can look at their application. You can look at their Orion result. And if you don't like what you see, you can simply say, thank you for coming in. And if we're interested, we'll call you and let it go at that. That's like pivotal. I mean, just changing the verbiage of it, like let's start the process versus let's have an interview. Because I wonder, and I'm not an HR person, but you might open yourself up to a little bit of liability because this test doesn't make me want to interview you and someone could come after you for it, maybe. But I remember this survey. It actually gave me follow-up questions to ask people when I was going through the process or interview with them. I really liked that. Can you expand on that and, and let our listeners know about that? When the report appears, it comes out in two forms. It comes out as a short form, which just gives you a quick snapshot and that lets you know whether you want to continue exploring this person further or not. If you decide you do want to continue with the process on this person, you would then click on the long version of the report. There's no additional cost for that. It's just a feature of the system. And then it spells out questions that the person didn't answer in the most appropriate way. And gives you an opportunity, and it actually spells it out. So one of the questions, for example, is a person who takes $5 from his or her employer is a thief. Well, believe it or not, people will say they totally disagree with that statement. Right. right. So what turned out on the report is, why did you respond totally disagree to the statement a person who takes $5 from his or her employer is a thief? Yeah. And it spells you can just read it right off the form. Yeah. It's pretty incredible because I think as an interviewer, you know, we all try to come prepared. We all have our questions. We all feel like we do way too much talking and not enough listening. And so right. with with an added guide of something like this, where you're asking them questions about this, which I bet they probably didn't even think that you would ask them something like, so Bill, why did you say that if someone stole $5 from a company, you're not a thief? Like, can you explain that? They weren't even prepared to answer it. But you also probably face-to-face wouldn't ask them that question out of the blue, nor would they probably give you that same kind of answer that they would on a survey when they feel like it's anonymous, even though they're the ones taking it, right? One of the big things about the survey is that it's exploring areas that you couldn't possibly explore in a, in a traditional interview. Yeah. You're not going to see somebody, do you steal? You're not going to say to somebody, do you use drugs? All these questions are not questions that you would typically ask somebody in an interview. If you live in Massachusetts, you can't ask them those questions. That's a good point, because, I mean, if you had the gall to actually do that, the people's answers wouldn't be as truthful. You brought up a good point there. You said Massachusetts. I've heard that there's some states that you can't give these kind of surveys to. Yeah, Ryan, in Massachusetts. That's the only one. Oh, Massachusetts. You can't inquire about previous theft or drug use of an employee. Do you have any thoughts on that? Why is that? That sounds kind of weird. Yeah, we could go on that subject for a long time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Listeners in Massachusetts would like to know more about that. I'll be happy to explain it in greater detail. Okay, no problem. Maybe we could do a guest blog post on that or something. (laughs) 
So how is this test administered? Is it online? Like I send them a link or something? There's a couple of ways to do it. And I'm finding with pet sitters in particular that the online opportunity is getting to be more popular. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a little reluctant to say this, but the quality of candidates in the pet sitting world is much better than it is with my other businesses. Wow, you hear that, pet sitters and dog walkers? We were getting the better quality. So you can have them do this survey online at home before they even show up. I've got a client in Chicago who, when they're satisfied the person's filled out an online application, they review that, and if they like what they see, they send them the survey to do it online, and they get the results back in an email, and it works. They like it a lot. Yeah. The downside is, you know, you have to pay for it. When they do it manually, you have the option, you know, when they come into your facility, they can do it manually on paper, and then you can decide later whether you want to score it. Yeah. It takes about four or five minutes to actually score a survey. Yeah. It do it yourself in your account. Yeah. Yeah. I think I always did mine online. There's a setup fee, right? And then there's like a per survey cost, right? Right. The setup fee is a one-time fee. It's not an annual thing. It's once and you're done. That's awesome. $184.95. That the creation of your online account, us training you and getting you set up with the forms you need and so forth. Yeah. And the reports are $14.25 each, but there's no maximum or minimum. You only pay for what you use and only after you use it. So mm-hmm. you're not investing in reports up front, wondering when you might use that many. Right. And this is your company. You do it with your son, Joe, right? I mean, it's like it's a family owned small. It's not like, you know, ADP where you're going to get transferred around and stuff, right? Um, you know, I have clients call me all the time and they say, Bill, what do you think about this? Or I forgot how to do that. Yeah. You know, all stuff comes up. And frankly, they're often shocked when I answer the phone. <laughs> I've gotten calls at eight o'clock at night and somebody said, oh, my God, I was just going to leave you a voicemail. <laughs> and I answered the phone yeah. and they freak out. So, yeah. you know, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. So yeah. if somebody's got a question or a concern, we're always here to answer their calls. Yeah. Bill, I can't stress it enough to all the listeners right now who I hope their tails are wagging and they're getting all excited right now because hiring is one of the things that I think I don't I've never heard anyone say I love to hire it's such a fun process right <laughs> and it's such a intimidating convoluted confusing scary process because you could be sued right and you also want to be hiring the right kind of people so that you can put that aside and grow your business like you said at the beginning I suggest to the clients to many of my clients they actually use this as a marketing tool yes they should their prospective clients a sample of the report saying this is another step we take yes. to ensure that the people we're sending into your house aren't going to be stoned. They're not going to steal your belongings. Yes. They're going to behave in a way that's safe yes. for you and your pet. And every time I talk to a client that's done that, they say that's the deal breaker. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that sets them apart from anybody else that that person might be considering. Right. Because those questions that people really want to ask, but they don't know how. How do I know this person is not 
going to come in and steal my grandmother's china or something. Right. Like and it's twofold to that too, right, Bill? Like we have AccuTrack, Jason Wagner, he does background checks. And I really feel like, and I always tell my coaching clients that you guys really work hand in hand and they need both of you. So one, you need to run those background checks. But two, this goes into the psychology of someone, you know, like, okay, I, I've never gotten caught for stealing, but that doesn't mean you haven't stolen or that you don't have a dishonest mind, right? I'll tell you a really quick story. Please do, please do. As fast as I can, I've got a client in Florida, ran an Orion report, called me and said, Bill, I got a problem with this Orion thing. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> so he said, he interviewed this gal, I didn't have a report except she was high risk for theft. He didn't believe it. He said, she's a nice middle-aged lady, great reference, great application. I interviewed her, she was wonderful. And this report says she's high risk for theft. There's no way. And I told him, I said, look, you know, it's a tool. I can't tell you it's 100% perfect, but if it were me and my money and my reputation, there's no way on earth I would hire this person. So he hired her, and he had already hired her when he called me. And he kept her in his office, though, and didn't let her go out. He had her doing training videos and all this kind of stuff, waiting on the criminal background check to come back. Uh-huh. Criminal background check comes back, and sure enough, she'd been arrested and convicted of stealing. So he calls me back, and he says, I want to talk to my father confessor. <laughs> so this was going to be a different call. He confronted her, said, you're fired. And he said, I told you I was going to run a criminal background check and asked you if that was going to be a problem. And you said, no. Why did you say no? She said, most employers are going to do that just to see what kind of reaction they get out of you, but they don't actually go to the expense. And she was right. She had a better than 50% chance of getting away with it. That's crazy. So let that be a lesson to everyone listening right now. Like that is not something you want to play around with, especially if you do do the marketing side of it and say that you background check and screen your applicants. Because if you're saying that you did that and you're advertising that, then you best be doing that behind the scenes. And you guys, when it is so affordable and I don't get anything for saying this, Bill and I don't have like a side deal or anything. Like I'm not only a client, (laughs) but I'm also an endorser. When it's under $200 to start and only 14 bucks like per person. I mean, come on, you have no excuse not to be using these incredible tools. And so if for anything, I love bringing you guys good, solid people. Bill, I was so impressed when I did have my pet sitting company before I sold it, how you just continuously walked me through everything on the phone and really helped me understand it. And cause it kind of can be overwhelming at the beginning. And I was just so impressed in your good people. And I always love to connect good people with good people. So I just thank you so much for spending the time here. How can people reach out to you? I think that you had a special offer. Oh, yeah. Anybody that enrolls between now and the end of April will knock 50 bucks off of that enrollment fee. Awesome. Getting and- it from 184.95 down to 134.95. That is so sweet. Thank you so much for that gift. That is beautiful. I appreciate that. So they'll just mention that they heard you here on this podcast and you'll take care of them. Thank you. Is there any final thoughts or stories or comments you want to share with the listeners before we close? I would say that, you know, one of the things that is pretty common for new users is they all say to me, I realized that I'm not as good at picking people out as I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of when they throw their hands up and say, I need help. And the truth is, 
we're not good at picking out people. There was a study done at Harvard that said that face-to-face interviewing by itself, just doing a face-to-face interview, is 7% reliable. Oh, wow. That's how bad we are. Wow. Well, Bill, you know, you make me think of, well, that's why when we go on a date, we don't get married, right? You have to date a lot of people before we get married. (laughs) And I want to encourage everyone in the final words here. Don't wait for something bad to happen in your company to then get on board with something like this. This is so affordable. It's so easily prevented. Just put this in as part of your process, please. I'm begging you as your coach. You guys, this has been another great episode of Bella in Your Business. I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you listen on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, whatever it might be. Please go ahead and leave us a review. And if you found this podcast to be helpful, definitely write those comments so I can share them with Bill and say thank you so much for joining us. You guys, life is not always smooth sailing, but remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.